Today on the show, Rico stays rolling. I'm here for a Mark's Macri rivalry and more from the Dirt Racing Weekend. Let's go. It's Monday, June 5th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Before we get going, make sure you hit that subscribe button on these videos. It is free to do that. We are trying to get to 25,000 subscribers before the year is over. Uh, so help us get there. Uh, I feel like we keep talking about him here and there as he's piled up good finishes this season, but we need to start putting Rico Abreu in that top echelon of sprint car drivers in the country right now. He's been on an absolute another level in 2023, and that continued over the weekend with another podium run Friday at Dodge County with the All-Stars and a dominating victory in the Race Rudine Foundation race Saturday at Plymouth that scored him $26,000. At this point in the season, Rico has made 23 winged sprint car starts between the Outlaws, the All-Stars, High Limit, and a local show at Sealands Grove. In that stretch of races, he has four wins, 14 top fives, 19 top tens, and an average finish of 5.74. The only drivers who've won more purse money than Rico at this moment are David Gravel and Carson Macedo, but they've each made six more starts than Rico has. And only one guy has made more money on a per race basis than Rico, and that's Kyle Larson, who has three wins in seven starts. And we haven't even gotten into the richest part of the schedule yet. In the coming weeks, we've got more high limit shows. We've got the high bank nationals at Husets, and that's before we get to the Eldora Million and Kings Royal and into the month of money all the way to the Knoxville Nationals. With Ricky Warner on the wrenches, this team has really found its stride, and Rico is having a season like he's never had before. In recent weeks, since finishing 11th with the Outlaws at Tri-City, Rico has 12 straight top 5 finishes in 410 competition. That includes 2 wins and 9 podiums. He's always been a guy capable of winning and running well, but I don't think anyone would have put him in the same conversation as some of the guys at the top of the sport. I think that's changing, though, because we've never seen this version of Rico before. And it's not like he's running out-of-the-way races against soft competition. He's going toe-to-toe with the best all season and very regularly coming out on top. If he was running full-time as an outlaw right now, he'd be only a handful of points behind David Gravel in the standings at fourth and very much in the thick of the championship fight. If there was somewhere to do this, I might be putting some cash on Rico to win both the Million and the Knoxville Nationals, especially since those are both tracks he's won at before. And Rick certainly has had a bit of success at those tracks himself. Could be a big next couple of months for Rico and that team. The other storyline to come out of Saturday night at Plymouth was this run-in between Brent Marks and Anthony Macri. Late in that feature with Marks up top and Macri on the bottom, Macri let his car drift high in one and two to try and slow Marks' pace, and the two made contact. Marks didn't appreciate the move and just a lap later threw a nasty slider of his own at the 39M. Again, things got touchy, and apparently some words were said between the two sides after the race. Marks made mention of it in his podium interview, and there is clearly no love lost between these two guys. Headed into the summer, I think I'm in on a world where we've got a rivalry going between Brent Marks and Anthony Macri. Besides Rico's victory, Corey Eliason led uh, every lap uh, Friday at Dodge County, was his second All-Star win of the year, and he continues to show speed in the Crouch 11. With Ohio Sprint Speed Week coming up, Tyler Courtney extended his lead in the All-Star standings with a pair of weekend top fives. Speed Week kicks off Friday at Attica. With the Outlaws, uh, David Gravel was able to capitalize on River City's taking rubber late in the Friday feature to top James McFadden. J-Mac led 26 of 35 laps, but settled for second. 
with points contenders Brad Sweet and Carson Macedo finishing third and fourth. Kind of a strange situation there. That track took rubber really quickly. Gravel said he knew it was coming, and there was very clearly a very short window for Gravel to make his move, and he did. Uh, with that fifth on Saturday night, McFadden now has three straight top five finishes, and that Roth team looks like they are out to prove something after that failed tire test. On Saturday at Ogilvy, it was all Carson Macedo out front. He led flag to flag for his third outlaw win of the year, topping Logan Schuhart and Donnie Schatz. Sweet and Gravel ended up playing catch-up during the main event, trying to bounce back from getting collected in an instant uh, with Tim Estenson. Sweet was able to drive back to six, while Gravel was the beneficiary of a timely caution that kept him from being trapped in the work area. He ended up 11th on the night. With seven straight top fives, including two wins, Macedo has taken the points lead headed to Knoxville this week. He's got 10 points on Sweet and 22 on Gravel. I feel like this thing is just going to kind of keep swinging back and forth all season with the Outlaws. On the late model side, the historic 100 at West Virginia ended up getting cut short. They got the Friday race in with Ricky Thornton Jr. getting around both Jimmy Owens and Dalton Wilson to score victory number six on the year. Saturday's show was eventually postponed with track and series officials looking for a suitable makeup date. RTJ now has a 165-point lead in the Lucas standings over Hudson O'Neill and Brandon Overton, who's kind of hanging around there in third. Tim McCready has three straight second-place finishes. He holds down that final championship four spot in fourth. Lucas is back in a few weeks at Smoky Mountain. Word of Outlaws Land Models didn't have weather issues. They got all three of their shows in. We talked Friday about Bobby Pierce winning Thursday at Farmer City and putting himself right in the mix of that championship battle. He followed that up with a podium run Friday at Tri-City and an eighth on Saturday at Paducah. He might have won that Paducah show had it not been for a cut tire. A lot of tire issues. Uh, the Tri-City victory went to Kyle Bronson after a really great battle down the stretch with Brian Shirley and Nick Hoffman. And then Shirley was the beneficiary of Pierce's issues Saturday at Paducah. He assumed the lead uh, and drove away to the win. Bronson and Madden joined him on that night's podium. In 19 total outlaw shows this year, including split field features, we've now had 13 different race winners. That's pretty cool. With a couple of weeks off now, Chris Madden leads the uh, point standings, continues to lead the point standings. Uh, we have a three-way tie for second between Bronson, Hoffman, and Pierce. The focus in the dirt late model world now shifts to the dirt late model dream at Eldora coming up this week. We'll talk about that more as the week continues. In other action, it was a big weekend for Zach Dom. He picked up a new ride with the 7U team after they sat Kyle Jones down following Millbridge. Uh, Dom promptly went to Wayne County and won both Extreme Outlaw Midget shows. They were his second and third career series wins after taking down the championship in 2022. Extreme is off until later in July. Cannon McIntosh continues to lead the championship standings. And a busy stretch for the midget competitors continued last night with the opening of Indiana Midget Week at Hopstop. Jacob Denny stayed hot, winning his second straight race and having to hold off Buddy Kofoid to do it. Kofoid is back with Keith Coons this week and will be a factor, I think, every night he shows up. Indiana Midget Week uh, moves to Circle City tonight. We'll see if Denny can extend his series points lead over Dazen Pursley. At Knoxville, the Friday show was rained out, and Saturday it was Jake Swanson slipping by Brady Bacon in the final two corners to bag the USAC Sprint Car win. It was series win at number three on the year for Swanson. He's been off the podium. Uh, he hasn't been off the podium in his previous five races. Brady Bacon leads the Sprint Car points headed to Eastern Storm next week. Brian, ba uh, Brian Brown was the Knoxville winged 410 winner. Western Speedway, uh, Western PA Speed Week title went to AJ Flick. He won Friday at Lernerville. Dave Blaney uh, took Saturday at Sharon, and Mark Smith won Sunday at Tri City. Seth Bergman won with the ASCS at Outlaw Motor Speedway. Their second show of the weekend was rained out 
Go figure. Uh, Colby Copeland was a NARC winner at Placerville. Ayrton Jenatin grabbed a MOA win at Tri-City. Dominic Selzy won with the Sprint Car Challenge Tour at Placerville. Freddie Raymer took both the Grove and Lincoln. Devin Borden won at Port Royal. And Craig Kinzer was a Fast Series winner at Montpelier. Other weekend late model winners included a pair of crate victories for Corey Hedgecock. Will Harrington won the Hunt the Front Series race at Cochrane. Brian Rickman was a Comp Camps winner. Uh, Rick Eckert won at Port Royal. And Daryl Lanigan was a $10,000 crate winner at Latrobe. That's it for the show today. Make sure to check out today's streaming schedule over at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Hope you guys have a good Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. 